Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Okay, welcome to Peer Talk. There are a number of great business owners out there, just like yourself, who would love to share their experiences with you, and we hope to give them a voice. Today's sponsor is Paige Sachs, Senior Internet Marketing Consultant with Reach Local. If your goal is to build your online presence, drive leads to your business, or manage the leads and engage your current customers, please give Paige a call at 650-678-9975. Today on Peer Talk, we will be talking about women-owned businesses. The facts are that women own more than 36% of all businesses. Those businesses account for at least 12% of all revenue and 15% of all employees. We have two shining star examples that uh, that we are going to be speaking with today. One is Sophia Homfelt from Bullet Rental up in Oregon. And we've also brought onto the program Demita Torrance, who along with her mother Dots, has been running their business for well over 30 years down in Texarkana, Texas. Welcome everyone, welcome to Peer Talk. Today we have a very special episode for you. We have two women-owned businesses um, participating. They are members of peer executive groups. One is Bullet Rental and Sales, which is owned and operated by Sophia Homefeld. And they are located in uh, the Oregon area, Oregon State, in Klamath Falls, Madras, and Medford currently, three locations. Got started in about 25 years ago and um, has been operating very well since. We also have Demita Torrens from Dots uh, Rental, which is located in Texarkana on the border between Texas and Arkansas. And uh, Demita is currently operating it. Dot is the owner, which is her mother. And she formed the company uh, back in uh, about 32 years ago when she took over ownership of the company. So welcome, ladies. Appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, so real briefly, let's talk a little bit about the history of your business and how it got started. Um, you know, we we have probably right now maybe less than 20% of our members are women-owned and operated, and but it's definitely the fast, you know, one of the fastest growing areas in the rental industry that we see, and obviously you're seeing all sorts of um, groups that are forming and starting up looking at uh, women-owned operations. Uh, Sophia, we'll talk briefly about your different affiliations um, and memberships that you are part of. But let's start with um, Demita. Uh, 32 years ago, how did Doc get this thing going? And, and then, you know, when did you get involved? Well, she actually started in the rental business in 1950. Um, my uncle had a rental store here in Texarkana, uh, Stop Again Rentals. And so she worked there for about um, 40 years, probably. Um, and then after my uncle had passed away, um, they had some ownership changes, and so she decided that she wanted to start her own her own rental store. And so in 1988, um, she opened up 
She didn't have any money. She didn't have any equipment. She had a really good name in the rental business, and she had a lot of really good connections with vendors. So, um, you know, she bought a lot of things on credit and just kept paying them off and buying more, and and uh, it kept growing and growing. And uh, my dad, actually, the I guess the question we get the most is like, well, your dad started and started the business. And I'm like, no, my dad actually didn't have anything to do with the rental business. Um, he had his own uh, moving company, but he never, he never, uh, he never got involved in her business. So it, it, that wasn't wow. well for their marriage. But <laughs> six months after she started in 88, um, my dad passed away. So she was like completely on her own. Um, she had just opened up her store. She didn't have any money. <laughs> she, uh, uh, so, but you know, all she knew was to just get up every morning and go to work. And so that's, she's been doing that for the last 32 years. Um, I started uh, in 1991. Um, I had moved back to Texarkana. And so she needed help. And I really, I really didn't know that much about the rental business. I used to play at the store um, that she worked at when I was little, but that's about all I knew. And so, you know, I just started in 1991 and just tried to learn a little bit more every day and just try to emulate everything that she does. Um, and so here we are, 32 oh, years later. It's amazing. That is incredible. And I had the uh, luxury of flying down and visiting the location, and, and it's quite quite a storefront and uh, you can kind of see we'll talk about this later but um i know you're involved in a hardware location as well and you can kind of i got that sense from the retail space um that you knew what you're doing on on some of the retail parts but um let's move over to sophia sophia why don't you tell us about um you know the history of your business and how it got started and and your role how you came into the picture okay well so i had kind of a similar situation in regards to my dad had been in a construction company in a smaller area here in rural Oregon. Um, there weren't a whole lot of options to find the tools and equipment that a person might need to, you know, um, do some projects. So he had the situation where people were renting or borrowing his equipment on a regular basis and thought, oh, we could uh, maybe start a rental company out of this. Mm -hmm. So. In 1994, we moved forward and he asked me to move back to Clemma Falls. And we started moving forward with accumulating a few pieces of equipment and we really did not have much. We were re-renting the equipment through the construction company. And other than that, we were very excited when we would get a new piece of equipment. Wow. And, it, and it's, um it's something so timing wise what what years are we talking about there if if that was back when you were just getting in, on board with the company uh that was i've been at the company since the start so 20 24 25 years um and so let's segue into what your role is how your role evolved sophia so tell us about what you did 25 years ago and, and how that might be different today. And also what the, you know, how big are you today? What's the uh, employee count look like? Okay. Um, so I've always been involved with the company. Uh, the biggest operation change is that now I have a leadership management role instead of a daily operations role. Current or when we originally started off, we had um, a building that 
my dad had grown up in. It was a little house built in the 1930s that we started the company in. He had a part-time truck driver, um, part-time yard, part-time mechanic. And I ran the counter and took the phone calls as well as did all the paperwork at the time. We now have three locations with newer, well-maintained facilities and a full team moving us forward. We have 42 team members at this point and um, always looking to grow. So. Excellent. And um, obviously being part of peer groups, you're going to look at that from uh, two perspectives. One's obviously, you know, help enhance your business plan, but maybe even legacy plan. How do you, you know, go forward in the future? We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. So, so Demita, in your case, um, you know, how did your role evolve? I'm going to guess you probably helped with the numbers from the beginning. Is that true? I, I did. I did. Um, but I mean, really, in the beginning, the numbers were really just making sure the bills got paid and, um, you know, making sure you cut checks on Friday. That was that was the extent of, uh, of our of our books. But um, I, mostly I was on the counter to begin with or low. I mean, in the very beginning, I mean, we would load equipment. We would I mean, even still now we still do that sometimes. But um I guess it's definitely evolved now. I'm pretty much in my office the whole time. I try to get back on the counter a couple times a week just to kind of, you know, so people don't forget who I am. It kind of was disheartening. One day I was working the counter and uh, one of our really good customers came in who I had never really had that much interaction with. And he asked me, was I new? I thought, okay, I have to, I have to get out on the counter more often because I can't, uh, um, I can't have that. Well, you but, can just put, you can put your picture up on the wall behind the uh, counter, you know, so probably not going to happen, but I could do that. <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm in my office now pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I need to be. Um, I've, through working with my peer group, you know, I've figured out that um, I'm more valuable in my office than I am out on the counter. Um, and, and I have to look at the big picture, um, not, you know, every rental that's going out of here, but, you know, what we're doing in a month or what we're doing in a year or what we want to do next year. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's, um, you know, that's mainly where I am. But um, we start when we started out, it was just, you know, mom, we had, a mechanic and then and then I was here and that was pretty much the three and then we kind of would add like an employee every every year or so and then as we grew now we're we're at 20 um 20 employees all full time wow. okay so um that's where we are okay so this is interesting you both started on the counter you also both started when your companies were in their infancy so as a woman, you clearly were, you know, directly in line on everything from the fleet, uh, the equipment, dealing with uh, any new employees that came on, which actually is probably a, a better, I'm going to guess it's better than coming into an already uh, mature environment and, and dealing with, with any kind of preconceived notions around women in business or anything like that. What about while you're on the counter? Have you guys ever... It, you know, had some of that happen to you where uh, customers 
you know, might not give you the respect you need just because you're a woman or vendors that you might meet, meet with might be looking for your father or your brother or something like that? Oh, well, we, I certainly had that challenge. Uh, um, I think that <laughs> they were pretty skeptical a lot of times. Um, customers would call and want to speak with a man instead of a woman looking for equipment. And um, it was always interesting if they were actually on site, they would seek out and find one of the men that might have been around the shop or things like that. Then they would bring them to us in the office at times. Or they didn't think maybe we could answer that. So, you know, they got used to it over time. However, it it was a little awkward at times. Hmm. And, and Demita, how about you down in Texas? Did that ever happen to you? Yes, it has. Um, I mean, it still happens, you know, now, every once hmm. in a while. Um, hmm. But, I mean, you just kind of have to laugh it off. And, you know, you can't, you can't be uh, thin-skinned in this business. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, we get, sometimes we have people that, you know, a guy would call and he would ask, you know, when it, a woman would answer the phone, I just, he assumed I was like a secretary or something. And he would, uh, first they ask, can they speak to somebody on the counter? And then when you tell them you are on the counter and then they go, well, maybe somebody like in the shop. Oh <laughs> so man. We would I can uh, see that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll transfer them back to the shop. And then about a minute later, they get transferred back to the back to the counter and and uh, the shop will tell me that they don't know what they need so could I talk to them and so then once you know it's just human nature I think um, and we have the same thing I know uh, Dot and I went to the ARA show in Orlando in February and we took our, our head mechanic Owen with us and I was amazed at um, some of the vendors that we would, the three of us would be standing there and they would just completely ignore Dot and I and they would start talking to Owen. And oh man, <laughs> one, one in particular, and I won't say who this was, but we were at their booth. It's a very large company. We had just the week before bought $138,000 worth of equipment from this particular um, company. And we're standing there and nobody talks to Dot and I and Owen finally goes over and someone will talk to him, but it was just, you know, oh, I think man. it's in nature. I don't think mm -hmm. anybody, you know, it's just, it's, it's such a male dominated, you know, as far as the construction end of it. I mean, the actual using the tools and the, you know, that part, yeah. but I think it's just human nature that, you know, they just, people just assume things. So, you know, you just have to kind of laugh it off and, you know, sometimes you have to kind of, you know, tell them you do know the difference between an air compressor and a generator or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just part of it. it. It is interesting to me. I see like our peer groups are, gosh, I want to say we're, we are a higher percentage women participation than exists in the industry and I don't know what that has to do with anything other than the fact that you know progressive communicators uh, learners that kind of thing but I do I always wondered the rental show I was like hmm rental show you know it, it's a very powerful tool for the industry allows for a lot of connection but there is a such a huge different percentage wise 
than what we're used to. So it, it is one of those times where, like even your employees, they're used to you as the owner, and then they go down to these events and they might say, wow, like I have women bosses and other people don't yet, you know, or something like that. So how, how about you, Sophia? Do you have any uh, stories from going to ARA events or shows or anything like that? Well, I have regards to you go into a booth and if you have your salesperson with you or somebody else within the company, they always thought that that was the person to talk to, not to you. And then, you know, that person would go, oh yeah, you need to talk to her. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think that it seems like that's fairly common. And as well, they always thought I was the secretary. So they'd go seek someone out in the shop or out by the trucks or something instead of coming into the office to talk to us girls. Mm -hmm. um, what about from a leadership perspective, are you cognizant, um, active in, in trying to um, help women in the workplace get that, you know, look at uh, women in certain roles in your company that may be um, typically male dominated? Have you done anything like that? I know, Demita, I've been in your organization. I've seen the women headcount. So why don't you start first and tell us about your company? Uh, yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we, we definitely have a lot of women here. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that can be bad also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. But um, I mean, we, you know, we try not to, you know, really think about, you know, a guy, girl, man, woman. I mean, it's just, these are, you know, we're all here and we all work together and it's whoever can do the best job at whatever they're doing. And I know it's funny because like, you know, on our, on our event side, we have a event showroom that we just set up with displays and some of the best displays that we've, we've put together were a couple of my delivery guys that huh. just happened to be in there when we were setting it up and there, and one of them just kind of grabbed something and started, you know, messing with it. And I'm like, okay, well, we might need to move you over. <laughs> so he was like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, but, um, you know, we don't have, I mean, our, our mechanics, we have three full-time mechanics. They're all men. Um, most everybody on our, on our dock on the equipment side, you know, are all men, but, um, but there's plenty of times that, you know, if we're walking by, if I'm in the back and something needs to, you know, be loaded, I'll just grab it and, and go. So, you know, it's just for us, it's just whatever, you know, whatever needs to be done, whoever's the closest or whoever's there needs to do it, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know. No, that's great. And it does sound like, you know, you're not pigeonholing people into behavioral profiles. Um, you know, I always think of that book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, right? And you, uh, Demita, you might be too young for that book, but no, no, no. Uh, I, I, read I, book. <laughs> I read that book and I'm like, wait a second, I'm from Venus and my wife is from Mars. So, you know, behaviorally, uh, you can't, you can't pigeonhole based on sex. And certainly it, it does come down to best person for the job. And, uh, in many cases it's women. So, so let's, um, uh, Sophia, let's talk about your um, marketing initiatives and some of the, you know, when, when I look at Bullet, it was the first company, and I know plenty of women-owned businesses, but you guys uh, did do your, your heavy lifting, so to speak, 
when it came to certifications, just to kind of look into what's available to you. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of that? I actually have the names here. If you need them, you might not remember the names. <laughs> uh, in regards to actually being a part and certified in women-owned business, is that what you're mentioning? I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking at like your your certified um, WBENC, which is Women's Business Enterprise. That's Correct. a certification. That's a certification. So, what does that mean, and what does that entail? It is a corporate women certified um, entity, and what they do, as well as they're a secondary partner with WOSB to certify for a federal um, certification. Because um, I do see you're part of um, the WOSB. Uh, women owned small business, and then you got this certification, which was through that, I guess. The women business enterprise is separate from WOSB in regards to it is its own entity. However, they are certifier for WOSB, more an approved, I should say, for WOSB. And we have had our certification for quite some time. Um, I couldn't give you the exact date, however, probably, gosh, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. We are also HUBZone certified, and we're certified in the state of Oregon for a woman business enterprise as well. Got it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and again, um, you know, set yourself apart. Obviously, there's some advantage uh, that's made available to you. Um, uh, Tamita, do you have anything like that or any of those? We have, we're hub certified, which for the state of Texas is, uh, I think, kind of the same thing. Um, and we get a lot of uh, government contracts. We have a, a army base right outside oh, of Indiana. Wow. And so um, we get a lot of, of that and a lot of, like, there's a federal prison here and some of those things. Um, it seems that they've got so many dollars that they have to spend um, with, you know, certain groups, and so it's 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 worked out nice that we were able to to fill those fill those boxes. Yeah, I, n I noticed that um, you were hub zone also, um, uh, Sophia, and um, and that you had another certified, which is DBE, which is disadvantaged business. Um, so definitely some some opportunities there. Um, so recently, uh, the ARA has gotten into the game with. Um, a woman in rental um, organization. I, now they have, is that just a breakfast or a conference? I know there's been a couple um, breakfasts and I attended the last one. Have you guys heard anything else from women in rental? They also have a Facebook page that you can be a part of and that they ask each other questions on and things like that. Okay. Uh, I did go to one of the breakfasts. However, I haven't personally been involved the um, initiative. So, and, and Danita, you were at the one breakfast. I saw you there, correct? Yes, yes. And and um, and uh, and again, the presentations, what they're trying to do. I can see where uh, you know, in the future years, this is really going to be uh, a nice little um, subcategory for the American Rental Association, and, and hopefully grow into uh, something substantial that that has an impact in in this industry and in this business um, I came from the automotive business and I can tell you from uh, a car dealership slash fixed operations standpoint um, you know there was there wasn't a lot of parity 
when it came to uh, mechanics in the workplace and things like that. Um, do you see, have you guys ever had a, a female mechanics and would you, you know, have you brought them in before? Or? We've never, um, we've never, you know, had that opportunity, but um, no, I would, I mean, I would love that. Um, I think, I don't think there's anything that a woman, you know, can't do that a man, you know, can as far as in our field. Um, but, but I just, I've never really, you know, I've never, um, I've never met a female mechanic. Gotcha. Okay. And, and again, I know they're heavy in the automotive area over the last few decades, it's gotten significantly different and there's programs for training and things like that. So we see that happening. Um, so, Sophia, what about, um, you know, this past year was the first year that there were more women in the workplace than men. And I think that bears repeating, there are more women working than men working. Now, that may have been affected by, uh, you know, the, the virus um, and the pandemic that we're going through. Um, I think the numbers might shift a little bit. But again, going into 20, 2021, 2022, it's going to happen again if it's not there, and it certainly will continue to grow and expand. I'm guessing um, because there are more women than men, frankly. So, <laughs> how does that affect uh, your plan for the future? Um, I know that you're both part of groups. Um, I I don't know that there's a lot of women in your groups, in your peer groups. Um, do you see other members um, alerting themselves to the fact that? hey, there's a huge portion of the workplace that I might not be uh, connected to um, or have developed the roles in my company that, that um, you know, or developed a, an opportunity in my company for women in the workplace. Um, why don't you speak about that? Sophia, what's that look like on your, because in your business, I see a number of women as I come into your business. Yes. However, uh, I have not heard anyone have that discussion specifically in regards to how that looks moving forward, that there are more women in the workplace than men. So it'll be an interest that may be a topic that should be discussed in the future. And, you know, how do we connect the women into this industry as well? Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, and I'll move over to the meeting here for a second to respond in the same way. But um, I want to add to that that, um, you know, the West Coast, we have a number of members and California's on the cutting edge for, um, you know, kind of equal, uh, equal pay, equal benefits, um, understanding how benefits are going to change and move forward. Um, we all have to be prepared for that. It's certainly going to be an employee's world uh, going forward as a small business owner. That can be daunting. Um, and so, uh, Demita, why don't you um, give us kind of a, a blueprint? You're, you're in your peer group. You share with the people in your group. You come out. How is, do you see that they're aware of, you know, the changing of the tide and how this is going to be in the, in the future? I think... Um you know, as far as women, um, I know with with us, it's changed as far as how we see more women coming in, you know, renting the equipment. So it's kind of changed the way, um, you know, we view, because I have to say, we were kind of had a lot of bias t 
towards men, you know, if, if a man and woman came in, we kind of just assumed that the man was the person operating the piece of equipment. So, you know, that's really changed for us um, because I think, you know, there's a lot, our customer base has changed on the, the tool side to, I'm going to say almost probably a third to, you know, close to half a woman is involved either making the decision or actually running the piece of equipment on more the homeowner end of it. Um, but wow. We actually do have a couple of, you know, of women contractors that, um, that we work with, um, you know, and as far as the, the employees go, we really, I mean, I don't really look at whether it's a, you know, a man or a woman on based on how much they're going to get paid. Um, mm-hmm. It's just more about their experience and, you know, what they bring to the table in, and that, that field. I mean, a mechanic is going to get paid more than um, someone that's washing the linens. It's just mm-hmm. because of the, you know, that trade. But, um, but that's about, you know, I mean, that's, that's really, yeah, I, it's going to get, I mean, I do think that women are going to get caught up. I do. I think mm-hmm. that it's not, you know, too many things have changed for women. Um, you know, they just announced a, a woman head of a Wall Street bank. I mean, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, there are going to be more and more things like that. Um, and so I don't think, I think pretty soon it's going to be, women are going to be um, pretty equal in pay. Excellent. And so last question, and I'll let you both uh, get back to your daily duties. Um, Sophia, what, um, with what's happening and the, and the kind of the changes that are happening uh, with women in the workplace, um, do you think that you're at a, like in the future, do you think you would be at an advantage being women, woman owned and understanding kind of the needs of both sexes? I'm not specific industry that is um, at this point or that I've seen a huge advantage in regards to running the business itself. You know, I think both can do a very good job. I think that there is more, uh, acceptance of having women say in a sales field or interaction with women just as a whole um, moving forward and that women should you know at this point hopefully be more um, willing or wanting to be in those positions i think that may have been a challenge as well in the past yeah and, and i would recognize that you know, the pay in this industry continues to grow, whether we like it or not, right, as a business owner. Um, I see good paying positions in your businesses. So, Demita, why don't you finish off and, and just, you know, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the future um, with regard to, um, you know, good paying jobs women should consider in your business. I, you know, as far as I think we've always... I've always thought it was a huge advantage um, being a woman in this industry um, and dots the same way. I mean, dealing with our, um, you know, the different competitors that we have in town, they always, you know, nobody really thinks of us as a threat to anybody. And so it makes it really nice. And it's unfortunate that everybody doesn't feel that way about their competitors and that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it would make everybody's business a lot better. Um, but that's always been nice. But I think, 
you know, I think it's, I think the future is going to be really good for everybody. I think, mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, there are going to be more and more women um, getting into the rental industry um, in the, in the tool end. Um, just like I think there, there's a lot of men getting on the event side. So I think it's, you know, pretty soon, I think we're all going to be equal and, um, you know, just keep growing. Excellent. Well, I will vote for you in the next election, Davida. Appreciate the uh, <laughs> comments. And, and thank you both for your leadership inside of peer executive groups. We, uh, I know we, we count on you and depend on you with your groups and uh, the different places you touch. And Sophia, thank you so much for um, adding a person uh, from your organization to one of our leader groups. So now you're technically in three of the 19 groups that we had, which is quite a bit. Um, so we do appreciate you guys. And uh, again, thanks for joining me on the podcast. That was Sophia Homefelt from Bullet Rentals and Demita Torrance from Dots Rentals. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. We'd like to thank Paige Sachs from Reach Local for sponsoring today's podcast. If you're interested in building your website presence, driving leads to your company, or managing leads with your existing customers, please reach out to Paige for a free web presence assessment. Her number is 650-678-9975. That is Paige Sachs from Reach Local. Thank you again. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.